0: All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish back with you here until 2 o'clock on the East Coast. And it is great to talk some fantasy, some reality with my next guest, Brian Walton. You can follow him on Twitter at B underscore Walton. And you can find his great work over at TheCardinalNation.com. That's TheCardinalNation.com. He is in the same league as I am in one of the leagues I play in in the nationally Tat Wars format. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's check in with Brian and talk some Cardinals because, of course, nobody covers their minor league system like him in the country. Brian, good afternoon. Thanks for coming on the show. really appreciate it. Hey, it's good to talk to you again, Craig. I appreciate it, Brian. Well, um, you know, I I think from – let's let's start with the Cardinals here for a minute. I I think from my perspective, this is a little bit of a unique year uh, for their organization in terms of that. We kind of know they're middling around 500 a little bit, and I think the St. Louis Blues on this run – kind of masked some of their uh, deficiencies this year. No one really was paying as much attention to them as they usually do because uh, the Cardinals are always first and foremost, but the Blues were were that for a while. Now everyone's going to start paying attention. And for me, Brian, uh, things that you write about and players that you've written about in the past have come up from the minors and have made immediate impacts and strong impacts on this team to the degree that they've given them extensions the following year. But for the first time here in 2019, I'm not seeing that nearly as much, Brian, from their organization. And I was wanted to kind of start off there with you, that why do you think that that's happened this year?
1: Well, first of all, Craig, uh, the, the Cardinals did give two extensions this year, but they are to over 30 players. They're corner infielders, and I'm talking about Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter. And both those guys are probably poster children for the underperforming, inconsistent Cardinals offense this year. So, you know, the second guessers are out, and you know, the point on the Blues. Certainly, a lot of folks were focused on the Blues, but the Cardinals are still drawing well over forty thousand a year. And I can tell you, the uh, the dedicated Cardinal fans are upset about what's going on now. On the prospect pipeline, what happened was, and folks have seen this, the Cardinals had such a rich pitching pipeline year after year, the Flaherty's and Weaver's and Hudson's would come up, the Cardinals decided they were going to focus on offense. And so since they overspent in the international class in 2016-17, Uh, And then, of course, they had the Houston draft where they lost their early picks. And since then, they've really been focused on offense. And they've gotten some good young players like uh, Nolan Gorman and Dylan Carlson. But a pitching uh, pipeline is starting to run dry. And you can see that across the Cardinals' uh, full-season minor league system where uh, none of their four clubs made the playoffs in the first half. And and three of them are either in last place or teetering. And it's because of, of pitching.
0: Yeah, it's unusual for them because, as you said, we normally see it, and if you asked me this question last year and said, you know, give me the names of the players that will come up and succeed at the big league level from the Cardinals minor league system, I would have said, well, it's Alex Reyes, and if it's not Alex Reyes, it's going to be Gomber, and if it's not Gomber, it'll be Ponce de Leon. If it's not him, it'll be Genesis Cabrera. It's just kind of ironic that none of them have really gotten to that next level, and I I suppose we can... Start with Cabrera for a minute, Brian, because he was one of the pieces that was involved in that deal with that sent Tommy Pham to Tampa Bay. What have you seen from him, and do you think that there is a chance that there still is some strong upside there because we haven't seen it yet here as a rookie?
1: Yeah, and by the way, Cabrera is probably the only one of those young pitchers that you mentioned that hasn't been hurt. Rance, of course, missed most of the last two years and is struggling with his command. Gomber's been on the injured list, or he would have been in St. Louis a long time ago. Ponce de Leon has been a been a real quandary because his walk rate has increased as he's gotten older, and he's been unable because of that. He's been inefficient and not able to get beyond five innings regularly in Triple A, let alone in the majors. But he seems to be the rare guy who actually pitches better in the majors than the minors. Hennessy uh, Cabrera, I mean, he's going to play this entire season at twenty two years of age. I mean, he has less than fifty in- career innings above Double A. He got rushed to the majors this year because. The Cardinals needed starting pitching. Adam Wainwright's hurt. Uh, as Reyes, as we mentioned, hasn't come through. They, so they've had problems, and they really had to rush him. And there, were, there was talk that Cabrera was tipping his pitches in his first two major league starts where he had to step in for an ineffective Michael Wacket. Uh, they sent him back to AAA. He had one good start, and then guess what? More injuries in St. Louis. Uh, this time to prospect Ryan Helsley, so Cabrera was brought back up to try to help from the left side of the bullpen, where Andrew Miller has been the mainstay and a disappointment, and then Brett Cecil has basically been a you know a sunken four-year contract for the Cardinals. Uh, he's had carpal tunnel syndrome and hasn't pitched all year.
0: Yeah, it's the Cecil thing is strange, and uh, Gregerson didn't work out either. Brian Walton is with us. TheCardinalNation.com. Um, are there are there any names that I'm missing somewhere in the minor leagues, Brian? Because I know that you know in general we're always able to find a gem or two. And I know that you know, Nolan Gorman is you know their former first round pick. I think he's probably a couple of years away from coming up. But beyond that, are there an, is there a name or two of a player that in fantasy circles should be rostered anywhere, or is this just not going to be the year for that with them?
1: Well, there's a, uh, there's a 20-year-old outfielder in A named Dylan Carlson, who was a high school first-rounder a couple years ago, and he's showing uh, very good balance skills across the board. Uh, hitting for average, can take walks, shows power. Uh, St. Louis kept him a long time in spring training this year, which was an unusual for a, a player who at that point had not played above high A. And chances are they won't rush Dylan Carlson to the major leagues this year without a rash of injuries. But, you know, it's not completely out of the question because, you know, the Cardinals out, the Cardinals are trying to figure out what they're going to do in left field uh, next year with Marcel Ozuna, uh, scheduled to become a free agent. Dexter Fowler and Wright certainly hasn't been an Ironman. Harrison Bader even in center. Uh, know, has the defensive skills but hasn't necessarily shown the bat to be a long-time starter. And then, of course, Tyler O'Neal, the young power slugger that everybody thought was going to step in, uh, was ineffective and is now injured. So, again, another position, like we talked about, the pitching, where what looked like to be a pretty full pipeline is uh, a little dry.
0: Brian Walton is with us. He also participates in the National League Tat Wars auction, and uh, congratulations at least, on a great start, Brian, let's start off with that, man. You're in first place. And uh, and before I even looked, like I, I knew that some of your team, because I remember you getting Ozuna in the draft and, and taking chances on some other guys, but uh, welcome to the uh, Cattell Marte Fantasy League here in 2019. I mean, where in the world did this come from? There's no possible way that you could have seen this happening, but you added 20 home runs to your team. Let's say he had four or five at this point. You probably would have been okay with that. Did you see anything in the off season that you really was he a target for you on draft day? I don't even remember.
1: He was one of a number of guys that I wanted in the middle infield, and to be honest with you, I like him for his positional versatility more than his offense. You know, I knew he could he could in in these only leagues, and we're talking about a nationally league only league here. You know, guys that can play multiple positions who are eligible at multiple positions are 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 a decided bonus. So, you know, he wasn't like a guy that was on my must list. In fact, the guy that I was excited about. uh at, at second base, and, and this year was Garrett Hampson. And, you know, I, I got him in both labor and tout, paid $18 in tout, and uh, got burned. So, you know, for every Marte, there's a Hampson. And But in my case, hopefully, uh, you know, things are going to balance out.
0: We're talking to Brian Walton here. He uh, drafted Cattel Marte, so he's got the uh, crystal ball. And it's amazing to see how well his team is doing. And the other player that you've got a lot of offense from was Derek Dietrich, who basically cost, cost you nothing, Brian, going into the season. Uh, let, let's kind of talk about him here for a bit. I know he's been quiet over the last, uh, let's say, a week or two, but 17 home runs. Like, if he did that and you just ended the season right now, you got more than you wanted. You know, and, and you
1: saw Derek Dietrich in Miami regularly, so you know the kind of player that he is. You know, why the Marlins let him get away is beyond me. And even more strange is why this man could not secure a major league contract. My God, he had to come into Cincinnati on a minor league deal. And the guy has 17 home runs, 37 RBI, a three forty on base percentage. And, again, Dietrich wasn't a guy that I targeted. He was a late game, late gamer, threw out for a buck, and uh, there was crickets. And, you know, I I obviously didn't realize that he was going to have the kind of year uh, that he did. But, you know, obviously I'm happy to get him. And you really need, you know, contributors like that to come through. Uh, uh, Gerard Dyson, somebody threw him out for a buck. I went to, the room went quiet. Fifteen stolen bases. You know, it's not like anybody didn't know what Gerard Dyson could do. But, you know, his playing time was questionable. But, you know, with the injuries in Arizona, you know, again, another guy that was cheap like that steps up and and performs far beyond his, uh, his draft day salary price.
0: All right, Brian. So uh, let, let's kind of close out the the conversation just on on fantasy in general. And I I know that you and I get a chance to see each other sometimes in spring trading in Jupiter, but every year we do in March. And I'm wondering, from your perspective, and and just kind of where you think our game and fantasy baseball is headed. I know that you've been you know one of the pioneers playing this game for certainly a long, long time and being involved in the different formats. Uh, have you noticed anything this year, positive, negative, people playing, people not playing? It seems to be kind of a hot-button discussion this year.
1: Well, certainly the daily games have have changed the landscape of, of fantasy sports and fantasy baseball, for that matter. And uh, one of the things that I have the honor of doing is participating on the Tout Wars board. And, you know, historically, Tout Wars, uh, being an industry showcase league, really focused on AL and on, on mixed, you know, very traditional leagues. And over time, the late Laura Michaels pushed really hard that we get into other formats. So we have a mixed draft league, we have head-to-head leagues, uh, we have we have uh, uh, periodic leagues as well. So there's a number of ways that Tout Wars has tried to, you know, encompass a broader set of games than just a traditional uh, roto.
0: Yeah, and I think that we um, we really need to kind of, I, I think as a group, you know, kind of groupthink how we can. Um, continue to maintain the same amount of interest, if not more. I'm really excited for that, and that's why kind of I'm um, still very heavily involved in the game, involved in this show. And certainly, Brian, before you go, tell people about thecardinalnation.com for those people who are interested in Cardinals and Cardinals prospects. I know you do a great job, and also contribute to uh, Danny Mack and ScoopswithDannyMack.com. I saw Danny Mack this weekend, uh, when the, or last week, when the Cardinals came here as well. We had a chance to talk. So tell Brian about that before you go
1: yeah um, I started my my fantasy career writing for creative sports, and I still do uh, periodically uh, write fantasy articles there. Um, but I also got into uh, the Cardinals. I had covered uh, cared about the Cardinals as a fan for most of my life, and you know turned that into uh, a basically a media job and a, and a and a second career. And I run the Cardinal Nation, we cover the Cardinals minor league system from end to end, have reporters in each of the Cardinals minor league affiliate cities because of course me as one person can't be everywhere. And so, you know, we basically cover everything that happens in the system from draft picks to the Dominican Summer League to uh, transactions that occur across the system to hot, cold players. You know, pretty much everything that goes on, uh, you can come to the Cardinal Nation now. Part of the content is subscription-based, and that's how, uh, you know, we pay the bills and keep the lights on. And then, as you mentioned, I also do a weekly minor league podcast with Dan McLaughlin, who's the television voice, uh, television play-by-play man for the St. Louis Cardinals on Fox Sports Midwest. And uh, that helps me get my message out to uh, lots of people who are interested in the Cardinals minor league system.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think you do a great job, Brian, and certainly I look forward to catching up with you again soon and um, have a great rest of the baseball season. And hopefully we'll talk before then and keep up the good work in Tower Wars. Hey, maybe we can talk trades. I wouldn't mind getting another closer. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have many. I only have one. He won't be in a month from now on Miami, but either yeah, way. <laughs> yeah,
1: unfortunately, unfortunately in Miami, yeah, I did take a look at that.
0: No, I'm not going to have that. No, I think he's gone and and then it's just a mix of guys <laughs> in Miami probably and not many wins either. So, but uh Brian, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it, okay? Talk to you soon, Craig. All right, Brian Walton with us, thecardinalnation.com.